She was a level headed dancer on the road to alcohol. And I was just a soldier on my way to Montreal. Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. This week, uh, Brandon and I are joined by Hunter Davidson of RedRaiderSports.com to uh, just look back at what happened on Saturday and try to uh, come to terms with what we saw and what it means and what it doesn't mean. And, And Hunter also gives some insights on some analytics and a little bit of uh gambling history i guess uh and what to expect when uh tech plays ut in two weeks um it's good stuff and uh, we will definitely be having hunter back on uh as the season goes along um so here we go What's up, everybody? We got uh, Brandon Solis with me here, as usual, but we also have uh, somebody making their maiden voyage on the From Here It's Potable podcast. We've got Hunter Davidson, a.k.a. 409 to 806 in back, I think, on the site. <laughs> TTU, right. Hoops, TTU Hoops guy on Twitter. He's got a lot of aliases. Uh, right. How's it going? How, how do you feel being on the podcast for the first time? Uh, feeling pretty good. All right. Brandon, he's known for throwing like high high heat with his questions, so just be prepared. Yeah, just I mean, just I mean, what we're talking about though, I don't know how much more heat you can you can discuss. So. <laughs> yes, I have a feeling Matt Wells seemed to be feeling the heat a little bit in that post. He was cool and collective though. He was cool and collective. Were you in there, Brandon? No, we do it over Zoom now. So oh, right. we stay in the press box and they they're down wherever they are, call in. Except the worst part is it's played over the speakers, so you can hear yourself like two second delay. Oh yeah, it's awful. Did you ask a question? I didn't watch it. Uh, Billy asked some questions for us, and then he was sitting right next to me. And he, I could obviously hear him, and then two seconds later, hear his, hear him start talking, and then it was just all over the place. But but it worked, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, what was your? You were there, Brandon. So I'll go to you first. What was your? What, how'd you feel? Like was it? I know I talked to Level earlier today, and he was just talking about the stadium kind of felt normal after a while, but the lead-up to the game, walking up to the stadium, that was the weird part. Like, there was just zero buzz in mm-hmm. around campus. Yeah, there's no, live, uh, there's no live music walking up. Um, usually we park by the USA and get shuttled over for media members. Um, this time we park right across the street from the baseball stadium. Uh, you walk over, there's no – not much noise. I mean, you got people tailgating still, which was nice. Um, yeah. But tra- traffic wasn't bad. Uh, the foot traffic was, wasn't was bad at all. And then uh, I, I was watching the video and you asked Level about piping in the noise. I don't, he says he didn't think they did. There's at some point I looked over at Billy and everybody's kind of looking at each other. It yeah. seemed a lot louder than it should have been. <laughs> I mean, I, I hope they did. I mean, I think it yeah, sounds yeah. better when they do. And then um, the going band marched in, and there's a lot more there than I thought there would be, but I still think they did 50%. Yeah. Um, I forget how big they are. And then just um, they they use the video board a ton. And, uh, you know, in the press box, the game kind of changed the energy there, but everybody was glad to be back. I mean, obviously yeah. it's been a while, so. No doubt. Hunter, what was your what was your situation? What was your feeling watching the game as as that – unfolded 
was a little bit of shock. Um, and then afterwards, really kind of feeling like we got lucky. And I talked about it in a post on there. You know, they had eight possessions either start or cross our 40-yard line. They get a total of, you know, 12 points out of them. And yeah. uh, in the past, that's just not a sustainable number. I mean, that, that's something you, you, you would expect to be much, much higher, you know, three, three or more usually at least. And right. um, when we played, you know, Sam Houston, uh, they scored 45 points. All of them were on sustained drives like that. Central Arkansas, 35 points, all on sustained drives like that. Right. And so just from, from that perspective, um, we easily could have lost the game by like several possessions. Uh, right. So uh, just shocked and um, a little bit of horrified uh, just from on the def <laughs> defensive side. Yeah, uh, and it really looked identical to a lot of our games last year. And I kind of circulated like this, uh, you know, cumulative EPA chart, and it's just every snap adds up. Uh, you know, expected points added, and it's mm -hmm. it almost mirrors <clears throat> all those games. It's right. kind of defense playing. Looked, I'm sorry. Sorry. No, you're good. I was just going to ask if you looked at it compared to the Kansas game specifically. Some people have brought it up, and I even thought it at the time. It felt like the Kansas game where we kind of kept, you know, Kansas and HBU at arm's length. And, and, you know, in the Kansas case, I mean, they ended up coming back and beating us. Uh, but, look, you know, we were able to hold off the mighty Huskies. But have you compared those two? Because that's what it felt like to me. Yeah, they're, they're almost identical. You kind yeah. of uh, things doing okay for about the first 40 snaps and then – right around the 50 snap mark it's just like you know fall off a cliff and right almost every possession from there on out was a 60-yard touchdown pass so <laughs> almost yeah, it mirrored the Kansas game in a lot of ways yeah and that's something I mean and, and I don't know we've talked about this too even in the wins it seems like that 50 play mark is kind of a line to to look at in terms of production like I said even in the wins is that the case Talking about last year? Yeah. I mean, they, yes. uh, yeah. like Oklahoma, yeah. I mean, if, if you're from an EPA perspective, you know, which yeah. is, it, it puts yards in context, right? So a three yard gain on first and 10, that's bad. A right. three yard gain on third and two, that's good. Right. Uh, and so it converts yards to points. And it's, if, you know, if you're only going to look at one thing, it's, that's what I would want to look at. So at the Oklahoma State game, maybe the, maybe the best Big 12 game that Tech defense has played in a long, long time, mm -hmm. even though we gave up 35 points. But um, even in that game, you know, right around the 50 snap mark, that's when things kind of went downhill. But, yeah. you know, we had, we had played so well early in that game with uh, forcing turnovers and, and stuff like that that uh, it, it still ended up being a, a, a good game. But, yeah, no, right. no, pretty much Arizona, another one. I mean, you look yeah. at the first, first half, the first eight possessions of that game, is about as good as our defense has ever played in, in the first right. eight possessions of a game. Right. But to, fell off a cliff. So, Yeah, and that's something I know me and Brandon had talked about on, on the podcast. We were excited because it seemed like for the first time in a long time, there was quality depth on the defensive side of the ball. And yet you go into this game against an opponent that you should dominate and – you have this scary trend again of falling off a cliff after 50 plays. And I guess, and Brandon, I, you were there, so you could kind of give us a, a read on 
do you think that the uncertainty of the the weird off season and the COVID situation, do you think that played into, I don't know, just the, the lack of intensity, it seemed like? Just, I don't know. I don't even know how to put it into words, the, the feeling you got watching that game. Oh, man. <laughs> watching it in person something else because you start to get kind of annoyed, or you, especially when you're up there and you see something playing out. And yeah. you're just like, I looked at Billy so many times, like, oh, look at this, especially on that little, um, that little, I can't remember if it was just a straight go route or if it was like, it was a wheel route, actually, that wheel route yeah. that Kitley called. You could yeah. see it up there from at, at top, like, oh, yeah. playing out, and you're just like, come on, Thomas, it's Thomas Leggett, just don't get right. beat. And you can right. just tell his ankle was awful. And yeah. what do you know, Stearns goes for however many yards it was. And I mean, just, I mean, trying to consider all these not trying to use COVID as an excuse because I think everybody has kind of that in their back pocket if you're playing right. college football is, um, you know, we didn't get to do X amount of scrimmages. We didn't get to do contact, you know, and all sorts of things. I also, has, I also think I've been saying this a lot. It has a lot to do with HBU only having one game left. Yeah. Being against and Louisiana Tech. Yeah. yeah. And Louisiana Tech might not. It's in two weeks when we play Texas, same year or same week. Uh, same day at six o'clock. LA Tech already had a, you know, forfeit a game or postpone it against Baylor, I believe, and then yeah. Yeah. they might not even play that game. Right. So they were they their mindset might have been, hey guys, this is our our big shot to mm-hmm. kind of make a name for ourselves because they probably would have ran all over their conference, honestly. Yeah, the way they were playing, and yeah. uh, just from our guys though, I mean, you, you really can't make an excuse when you're playing a team like that. You you wouldn't think that an FCS school would come in here and almost, you know, spoil things in front of 11,000 fans, you know, a pandemic right. attendance record. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the PA guy. That was funny um, yeah. when he said that. But, um, you know, you're still playing in front of, you know, double-digit thousands of fans. Um, people still, you know, were in, the, were in their suites, and, you know, people made time out of their day to go to that. And then all this hype, like you said, and seeing all these guys, all, Eric Monroe, um, we didn't get to see Colin Schooler. Yeah, I did like what Brandon Bora Randall did and uh, Kershawn, obviously. And you're you're really excited to see these young guys kind of make some plays. And you mentioned it earlier, the front seven did fantastic. The secondary kind of takes that away from them because we're not yeah. talking about the the stuff that Kershawn did as much as we should because right. you were just flat out unprepared, it looked like. Yeah. Um, maybe a little too, you know, your talent level or their talent level kind of got to your head of like, Oh, we're just going to show up and they're not going to be able to do anything against us. Yeah. And like you mentioned earlier, those are some future NFLers that they got there that those are some future pros, the Stearns, uh, Zappy rats left. Um, they didn't run the ball very well as we saw, but that's not their motto. That's not their MO. They're, 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 they're there aired out with Kitley. And um, yeah. that's exactly what they did. And I believe somebody mentioned it on the board that even Kitley might've, might've said that they, because, I mean, obviously, Kitley's familiar with some of these guys. He was going to attack Leggett because he knows he knows what he has and he knows what he's yeah. going up against, and he just took advantage of it. And I think he, I think Kitley had a lot to do with it, too, just kind of finding oh, yeah. the mismatches and then just exploiting them, and that's exactly what he did. So, And he's only yeah. a few play calls away from coming out with a win. Yeah. Well, he learned from the best. I mean, Cliff, he did. for – for everything that you can say negatively, I mean, he knew how to scheme an offense and especially knew how to, to get the matchups he wanted. And Hunter, I was thinking about what Brandon said 
it's something jarred my memory thinking about, you know, I don't know, and you're kind of the gambling guy here. What did the line end up being on this game? Yeah, this was a, it was kind of like an off the board game. I don't know why. Probably, probably because that like somebody, you know, people may have been aware that uh, Houston Baptist had a couple guys, but uh, because there were other FCS versus uh, FBS teams that were not like this, but right. um, it was not anywhere that I could find uh, from like a, being able to track what the line was doing. Uh, okay. But, I, you know, so I think I saw 37 and a half on one side yeah. and I at one point saw some 41s and then like by the time it closed, I saw a 39 and a half. Right. So, I mean, that's kind of what I, I predicted 40 uh, a couple yeah. weeks ago. Right. Um, but I think, any place that you could bet on that game, you could not bet a lot of money on it. It was kind of a, right. a you know, it's like a, a soft line. Like it's not a real market there. Mm-hmm. So like if this would have been a legit, it might've been 25, you know, if this would have been put out there where people could actually bet into it with like right. real, real dollars. So. Do you have any, and I'm kind of, I may be catching you off guard here. So I apologize if I am, but do you have any like precedent in tech's history for some, for being, have they ever been basically that big of a favorite only to do what they did on Saturday? Has that happened before in your memory? Um, what comes off, off the top of my head, um, let me think, try to get the timeline right. 2009, mm-hmm. uh, we beat Kansas State like 66 to 15 or something. It was like freezing, sticks played. Uh, and then the week before that, Kansas State had beat A&M by like 50 in Manhattan. And then we played A&M the, the next week. Yeah. And we were over 25-point favorites. It was something ridiculous. They were really bad. And they just like whipped us. Uh, right. I think it was like – was that like the 35 to – anyways, at, that t- at the time, that game was the largest point spread straight-up winner in a big 12 game so oh, a&m wow. beating us and then we yeah. broke that record ourselves a couple years later the ou 2011 but oh. you know i can't recall non-conference anything you know yeah close to that it's it's up there in terms of you know margin of victory relative to the spread right uh, you know 38 points to, yeah this is uh that was up there yeah i think uh the Taylor, real quick of- to- yeah well, you might have been getting to this point, Central Arkansas in 2014. I was about to say either then Central Arkansas or maybe UTEP, even though that UTEP team was pretty all right. Yeah, you know, 42-35 against yes, Central Arkansas. Game. Yeah, or yeah, and then the, was it UTEP the year after? Uh, maybe, I don't remember the UTEP maybe game. The I remember Central Arkansas because this was the first or second game of my freshman year. Okay. And I remember going and was like, okay, like, like this is this is happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And now I'm going to ask both of you this, and um, Hunter, you can start. If we're, you know, we've we've really harped on the negatives here, and and so we'll do that just for a little longer, and then we'll, we'll get Nancy's. to the positives. Yeah. But was there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you that you still maybe have questions about, or you're thinking like how like how was how did this happen or how did this not happen or are guys you expected more from? Is there any that just jump out to you? Uh, yeah, not, not particularly. I can't, I don't know what, how the how or the why they had so many yards 
they were able to just you know, have guys running freeze, uh, not something I can answer. And, and from the TV broadcast, you can't really you know, tell what's going on, like in the, yeah. in the, the back end of the play. But yeah. uh, a lot, I wa- I've watched the first half, and sometimes guys were running wide open. Sometimes Zappy is making, like, making plays. Like he, you know, we are, there's, you know, you're playing defense, you've got, uh, there's not a perfect call, right? And there's kind of always a way to, to beat a defense. And sometimes whatever we called, they just beat it. Uh, whether, right. whether it was like a play design or, or, or Zappy making a play. And like, uh, specific, like what I've noticed in the first half, there's this kind of like a stack formation, you know, two receivers yeah. on either side and they're pretty much any time they lined up in that, we, we would have been better off just giving them just advancing the ball, you know, eight or 10 yards down the field and, and, and uh, having a, a down runoff. Uh, yeah. it, we, we never stopped them. And, and one of the times uh, it was early in the game, one of the possessions that we stopped them on, they were backed up. It was maybe their second or third possession. They had back-to-back uh, false start penalties. And the only reason we stopped him. One of the one of the false starts was out of that formation, and the guy was about to. He caught the pass. They they the, the play ran for a couple seconds. I mean, he was about to go like sixty yards. Oh, so that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yes. I'm like rewatching it. I'm like, okay, here's a drive. We I'm looking at it on paper. You know, this is okay. Here's a three and out. This is a this is one of our better drives, and it's like uh, okay, not not really. Yeah, actually, yes, yeah. And, and the stack, I mean, I, that's something I ran as an offensive coordinator a lot because it forces the DBs to communicate. Like you can't, you, I mean, you would have to have worked on it that week and you have, to com- you have to get that safety over there. And if you don't get that safety over there, we know the reads off of that. And if you do pull the safeties over there, then we've got numbers somewhere else. So the, the stack is a pretty great thing to use. And it looked like the tech DBs were caught flat-footed in terms of preparedness for that formation and I and I don't know if that's the case or if it was just the tempo that screwed them up or what it was but yeah I agree the stack was just basically free yards for them anytime they got into it Brandon what about you anything that stuck out that you were not expecting or wanted to see more I think I mean I wanted to see the run game which we saw which is uh, awesome to see I think we could get a little bit more pressure up front um you know I I'm from, I graduated from Texas Tech. I cheer on the Cowboys this whole weekend. You know how many times I was either screaming out loud or in my head, we need to get to the quarterback on Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. It's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, both teams, like both the Cowboys and the Red Raiders, they're very similar into like, especially when I'm thinking the field goal situation. I like the aggressiveness, which going back to, um, you know, going off, going forward on fourth down or whatever, when the stats and the numbers are technically in your favor and then you, kind of dropped the ball there. Um, I kind of want to see better coaching decisions, I guess. Yeah. And I, I, it's nice seeing it get out of the way early. Yeah. And uh, maybe he kicks it from now on, but, you know, we'll see. Um, another thing that I was thinking about, uh, more tight end production. I don't know if that was yeah. just a, a scheme thing or a game plan thing that we targeted uh, Koontz once for nine yards and he caught that pass and that's yeah. about it for them. Um kind of wondering, Maybe like, play that too. was – yeah, it was. It was a really good play. And then you kind of just say, hey, we're kind of done with that. And you kind of keep it going. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I think the the one thing I did want to see was the tight end to get out there and some more production up front. And um, but yeah. And, oh, and Loic Fungi. I wanted to see him. Yeah. And um, and Level, yeah. Talked a, Level talked a little bit, bit about that when we recorded the video earlier, just about, you know, he, he's been dealing with some 
you know, injuries and, or just mm-hmm. not being able to practice the past few weeks, which kind of affected his ability to play. But, um, you know, something you mentioned the Cowboys too, and, and the Rams and HBU, they, their schemes are both made to where you're not going to be able to get to the quarterback. I mean, they, they scheme, they almost scheme that away because of the, you know, the quick game and the bootlegs. And then, and, you know, obviously HBU didn't run bootlegs, but the quick game just makes it hard to get back there. That's why I was glad to see, I think it was Eli Howard bat down one of Zappy's yeah. passes. I would, I would like to see more of that because if you know you're not going to get to him, just jump up, put your arms up, you know, hopefully something good happens. Uh, but you mentioned that the fourth down decision, that decision that, you know, is obviously getting, you know, critiqued to say the least um, on the board and, and on Twitter. And Hunter, you had a good explanation of, of that decision. You mind kind of re going over that again for us? Yeah, and I just, you know, I called it back of the napkin math. I was just, just you know, there's two decisions that you can make, and there's there's two outcomes for each one. So it's it's pretty easy to uh, assign a percentage to yeah. of, of for each decision and, and figuring out what gives you the best chance of winning. And I just, it was kind of made easy because Wells said 75% conversion rate in his, in his press conference. And he's kind of, you know, seemed frustrated with the question, which – I'm sure it, it, it's a fair question to ask him. I'm sure he was expecting it, but um, so I don't know if he gave the entire explanation of what all went into it. Um, yeah. All we got from him was, you know, 75% uh, conversion rate. And when I plugged the numbers in and I made up, I had to make up some of the other ones. Uh, it came <laughs> out, it came out to pretty much, you know, dead even really slightly better chance of winning if we, if you go for it. Um, but the, what I don't think it, you know, that kind of little uh, math problem I put together, what it doesn't take into account is that is your chances of winning in regulation. And it, and the other, you know, it, it, they were 96% and change. So the other 4% time that you don't win in regulation, what are, what's happening there? And, and based on just, you know, some reasoning and, and there were only being two possessions left in the game for Houston Baptist by not kicking it, I think you, that remaining 4% now more of those times, you know, uh, we're going to be losing in regulation. So all things being equal, 96% chance of winning in regulation. I I would go with the option that gives you a less chance of of losing in regulation, which in my opinion was, was kicking it. But (laughs) of course, when I to to kind of get a a level of, you know, uh, some of the, a percentage of of us winning or, or them coming back down by eight or down by 11 when i went and looked at some of those games um you know ut versus tech and uh, what was it 2016 i think almost a similar situation fourth and yeah. one two and, a, two and a half minutes left ball at the 22 they've got you know the 18 wheeler tyrone swoops uh running the the uh colin klein style belly flops all game against us <laughs> with a lot of success and they yeah. line up. They line up and do it. They're up by eight, and then we stuff them, and we go down and almost tie the game. Probably should have tied the game. Right. Uh, yeah. And then there's the one everybody remembers at Tech Kansas State 2017, very similar, where we yeah. decide to kick kick the field goal and we miss it and we end up losing. Yeah. So, right. um, in in the the very few games that we can look at, kicking it, the kicking team lost. Going for it, the going for it team won. Even though going for it failed both times so right. I, I don't know it, it, we're talking about the ever so slightest slimmest margins here and you know 
running through that exercise kind of, uh, you know, it, to me, my, the, what, I, my, what I took away from it was this, it was not a boneheaded decision, not, not an irresponsible decision. It was arguable both ways. Um, and, and really hindsight is going to decide whether you made the right call or not, no matter which one you pick. So, right. Yeah. And, and I, I, I mean, I think he got the first down to be completely honest. I didn't, I don't, I didn't get that spot really. Um, but, and I almost, I, I think that's my biggest issue is I almost have more of a problem with the play call than the going for it. I, I just, I don't know. I just feel more comfortable giving the ball to, and I know that quarterback sneaks are, you know, very effective, but I just like the idea of giving it to Sir Roderick or, and I mean, Taj Brooks was running well, or even Chadarius Townsend, um, as opposed to trusting or even putting Bowman in the situation of guys landing on top of him or, or whatever. But I, I get, I mean, like you say, it doesn't, hindsight is going to be, you know, if you get it and you score there, nobody's talk we're not talking about it right now so if anything we're saying that was a great decision so um you know that's just the way those those decisions go um one last thing i want to get to before uh, we run out of time here is um and hunter something that you posed on twitter about the uh you know you assume that or maybe it's official now is is tech going to be 10 point underdog to uh texas in two weeks I think so. Now we'll we'll know on uh, probably s uh, Sunday night. There might be some earlier, but Sunday night we'll see some like openers. But I'm thinking so. You know, I I was um, a couple of weeks ago when I was putting together the lines for every game. I thought it would be Tech my you know Tech plus seven, and I'm you know, I think things have changed a little bit since then. I'm thinking it will be a double digit underdog situation, which is very very rare. Um, yeah, you know, from and it kind of going going back to the sneaking the ball on fourth and one, the yeah. first one. There, there's I could only find I think it was six six times where Tech was at home double digit point underdog uh, since 2005. So we're talking about 15 seasons. Wow. Yeah, and, and the first one, chronologically, the the one that's farthest away, 2006 UT the Joel Falani game, the the Joel Falani spot game. And yeah. you know, uh, Texas is a they're six in the country. Um, ten point ten point uh, favorites is what it closed at, and we probably should have won that game. I jumped out to twenty one, did nothing lead. Yeah. Uh, kind of faltered there and and had two possessions late to try to win the game. One of them fourth and fifteen, we throw it to Joel, kind of in that crab you know uh, that crabtree type play, and he's uh, marked short, and then they fumble like one or two plays later we get the ball back and fourth and one we sneak it you know Graham gets stuffed on a on a sneak and don't get it but we covered so 35 31 um in, in that game played well I thought yeah um, and then so let's look at it the other one is well we've got the, the one game we definitely did not play well in and this was the biggest tech has ever been an underdog at home probably going back for a, maybe some of those early 2000 Nebraska teams but uh, yeah. 2000, 2011 Oklahoma State. I call that the yeah. uh, let's have Cornelius Douglas try out this defense thing game and <laughs> and cover Justin Blackman. Uh, obviously, they, so, 66 to 6. No the problem. Guy have, the guy having his head down with the guns up, the meme that will live forever game. <laughs> yeah, the, the dancing ginger. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. A lot of memes. So that's two. Number uh, another one was 2016 OU. Um, that's the the infamous game, right? Uh, yeah. The, yeah. That one was OU minus 15. And th- this one, I think, is I- I've I've challenged people actually to find a game where one team scored touchdowns on their last six possessions and mm. failed failed to cover the spread. And that, that's a <laughs> That's OU. That's, That's a, that, they, that just adds to the absurdity that that game was. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, they score six touchdowns to end the game, and they can't cover. Uh, the fourth one is 2017 Oklahoma State. And this is, what, this is a game to me that's kind of, I think, might cause this line – or, or is, is similar um, – cause this line to be a little higher than it should be. So I think Texas might be favored a little more than they should. Uh, 2017, that was an early game, like mm-hmm. third or fourth game of the season. It was right after we played U of H, I think. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that Oklahoma State team, but they had scored like 100 points against some Sun Belt team and uh, had destroyed maybe Boston College. or And, oh, yeah. you know, the season hadn't really played out enough to reveal any of their warts. Or, or to give anyone any reason to make that a kind of a low spread game. I, I remember vividly telling everyone, take tech, take tech, yeah. take tech money line. We've got, a, we've got a chance, you know, because our defense was kind of good. Uh, and we, we jumped out ahead. I think who uh, he's on the team. DeMarcus Fields took a pick for a touchdown, like a 90-yard interception return. Yeah. Uh, we lost 41-34, had, had some chances to win it, but covered, obviously. Was that the game uh, where Jakeem had that, like, ridiculous catch and run where he was zigzagging all over the field? No, that was um, oh, no, 2015. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. We jumped out ahead of that game, too. But yeah. Um, so then we've got uh, 2018 OU uh, was another one. And yeah. You're going to have to remind me. I can't remember what happened in that game. Um, so, that, anyways, that's kind of what we're looking at. In terms of – in terms of – this is going to be up there. I think this is going to be top three or four biggest tech underdog moment at home, which is a situation, even though this is not something I really, you know, rely on um, to actually bet on games. But tech has value historically in this spot. So I mean, mm-hmm. one of the other one of the other big ones is the I call it the poop gate game. This was uh, 2011 A&M when we allegedly smeared feces <laughs> all over their bus. Yes, uh, allegedly. <laughs> they were some play, you know, they, they kind of bounced around. It was like a nine point, so it's really close to being double digit. I think we yeah. lost uh, 45 to 40, so we covered that one. Yeah. So so I'm we, looking at a line real quick, Taylor. Yeah. Before we cut, off. I know we have very limited time. Uh, 2012, West Virginia was only favored by four. Okay. The Red Raiders won 49-14 against Geno yeah. Smith, and they were number six in the nation. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. But I just, just – Just a quick thought. Yes. The 2018 Tech OU game was uh, Tech lost 51-46. So, so I guess covered. They yes, yeah. they covered there. So, I and guess – uh, oh, I, I missed yeah. one. Yeah, the, the last one is 2014, you know, OU. We were three and six. This was Pat's first real start. Yeah. Completely absurd that Pat Mahomes would ever be getting 14 points. He was they, they gave him twice against OU. He covered both times. We should have. We lost to Cody Thomas. That's kind of embarrassing. But uh, <laughs> no, we were winning 24. We were winning in the, in the fourth quarter uh, yeah. and lost, but but still covered. That's right. 
so I guess that really, when that, when that line comes out, I guess we should actually be pretty hopeful because that, that probably means tech is going to play, is, is going to play competitively historically at least there's always the silver lining <laughs> yeah to being a double digit underdog we have that silver lining <laughs> but i guess that could be what comes into um you know not having fans and I, I don't know like and hunter you could correct me but i don't know how that goes into the to the the money the, the the lines but you know usually a game like that we would have a pretty raucous crowd for texas on a on a saturday afternoon but not going to be that same deal this year. So, uh, well, I better end this before the, uh, the zoom call cuts off, but man, I, I enjoyed you guys getting on here. That time went quick. Appreciate yeah, y'all uh, talking with me. Change my mind if you ever switch it up. Yeah.